0: I was told that the first take is everything. And this is the first take. The first take of my first episode of season 2. And it's going to be in English, which is quite a new thing to me. Should I be nervous? Maybe, but I won't. And you'd ask me why. And I'm gonna tell you, I have no right on that. Because it's about stories of people who have experienced something extremely unusual in their lives. Have their personalities become fragile because of that? I wouldn't say so. Like in that song. Harder, better, faster, stronger. But at what price? And that's what we are going to talk about. Price. Price that people pay for experience. The most expensive product. And I'm really happy that you guys will be a part of it. Both. Listeners and people who I'll be interviewing. Let's get started sounds trivially, but let's get started. My first guest is a great friend of mine who'd been a sort of mentor to me during some period of time. His name is Hadi and he's originally from Iran. He's 34 years old and two years ago he graduated with a master's degree from the University of Paso. Now he's been living in another city and working in some big company. But there is something more than that. Such as Beatles used to think, a long and winding road, a road of an immigrant. Dear Hadi. It's great to have
1: you here, my honor. Uh, so first of all, uh, thank you a lot for for having this interview. Actually, the honor is mine. So you know that how important you are to me. So it's it's really my pleasure to be your first guest. So to answer your first question and to open up the discussion, when I immigrated, I was already thirty one or thirty two years old. So. I, I was graduated at the Masters of Artificial Intelligence at 2015 in Iran. And I had been working for six years there. So I had my perf- professional identity there. So I had my status. I mean, I, I kind of started to building my life back there. So basically it was kind of difficult to, to put everything behind. And then coming to a new world and starting, start building a new life again here. So the the first motivation I would say for me was that I always had this big question in my mind that, okay, life is life is a phenomenon that is unique for the all humanities. So it's it wouldn't be something that. Can be affected by geographical perspective or by language perspective or politicians or whatever. I mean, life is the same, yeah. Life is, is the same thing as in Iran, as in China, as in Europe, as in US, or whatever. This was my uh, my theory, kind of. So I I wanted to experience it and, and to realize that okay, this life. That we have in Iran, and and we struggle with that in Iran, and I, I from here, I can say that all people in Iran they struggle with life because I mean not only financial wise economic wise but also from the society, from the freedom, from the politicians, and everything is different uh, so i I would imagine that now i can I can understand it that why most of the people all around the world wouldn't understand what's going on in iran yeah but anyway so i had in mind to experience this phenomenon in life in other places that they have it more smoothly so i wanted to have this experience this was one of my biggest questions and motivation apart from that i also wanted to have two more things i was sick of not having freedom in my own country so this is really really tough to talk about because it's it's really difficult to talk that you don't have your basic requirements such as freedom in your home country so i wanted to be free i mean have the freedom have the feeling of the freedom and also i wanted to have uh to have peace I mean, not to, not to have anxiety all time. I mean, every second of the day, have some fears. This is something that's happening in Iran nowadays, back in the days that I was there, you know. So I had three main reasons. Freedom, having peace, and also experiencing that, okay, is it life can be better in some other places? Because life is life. And then I realized that, yeah, how environment, can affect your quality of life.
0: Am I right if I say that um, for you it was, um, you know, this vacuum of uh, immigration, it was full of, you know, this opportunity and the option of coming back, right? If you don't like it and if it doesn't work out, you'll just come back, right? Come back to, your, to the place where you, uh, uh, where you had a settled down life, right? In Iran, in Tehran. So because for most of the people, you know, immigration is like the, something with, un, with, with no undo bottom, for you, it wasn't like that. So you had this option, you had this bottle, and you could use it right anytime.
1: Exactly, exactly. So uh, all of my close friends back in Iran, they they know that. So we were just had I, we we had this conversation kind of back there. So I I told all of them I don't know what I will face, but I want to experience it. I will go and experience it. If it was something that I like it, maybe I would live there. If it's something that I don't like it, I can get back. So it wasn't something like, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't digital decision zero one. It was a fuzzy decision for me. Let's go experience that. And you might like it. You might don't like it
0: let's talk a little bit about you know the uh, geographical location of the place where it all started you know my path your path as well you know it's uh, Passau, it's uh, bavaria it's germany it's uh, it's a small town in the south of uh, bavaria and uh, the border between germany and austria um university town like a beautiful very beautiful place with a lot of nature around and just gorgeous you know beautiful old t- old city and architecture and 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 the river. Like you know, there's the place where three river, rivers come together uh in one place, which is Dunao, Ilts, and oh man, I forgot the third one. Anyway, anyway, gorgeous place. But that's how we feel about this place after having moved out from there, right? Because, you know, sometimes the place it felt like it felt like bitch you know yeah and 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 uh, good moments and bad moments and just a lot of you know challenges and and difficulties of course related to this specific this uh, region right which is bavaria tr- full of traditions and conservative aspects you know of the people who live there because if you go from the north to the south of bavaria it gets even more conservative and uh, niederbayern the place where we the Basel is situated is man of stuff it's stuff yeah Uh, My question would be, how was it for you, for someone who haven't been to Europe before and uh, for someone who did not speak uh, German uh, coming to such place? How did it feel back then?
1: It was quite frightening at at first because I used to live in Tehran. It's a mega city. It has 15 million population. It's a big city. I mean, and and, uh, there are a lot of traffic jam there. For instance, if every day when I wanted to go to work, I had to spend ninety minutes, one half hour one way. So, but then I was thinking, oh man, I'm going to live in so called villages. I mean, a little bit more than bigger than a village, which has the fifty thousand population. How am I gonna live there?
0: Where half of them are students, right?
1: Yeah, and half of them are students. And I, I was quite uh, just thinking about that before I before I go there. But given the situation that happened in 2020, when I came, so it was COVID and every, everywhere was locked down. So I would say from that perspective, I didn't experience living there because for the next year, I mean, until summer, until summer 21. So everywhere were closed. So we didn't have any socializing events. It was just me, some of my friends in dorms which most of them were Iranian too. But in between, I had some other foreigners. I mean, German friends, some other nationality like you and um, the other people. But it was kind of a bad luck not to have this campus life to just explore and, you know, uh, get involved into society. But I would say it was quite uh, a culture shock for me because uh, the, the, the very first thing, as I've mentioned to you, I, I was looking for peace. And my first culture shock was that in the first steps in Passo, I was just facing to this peace. I mean, how peaceful the people were. It was, it, it was the beginning of a pandemic. People were dying, but people there were calm. They were smiling at you. You you just pass by them. They were say Zeus, just like hello. And I was at, at the beginning. I was just like, what? Why? Why? And then I realized that oh, that's interesting. They just greet you, and so you don't know them. And they don't know you. But for me, it was really kind. I mean, passo was really kind experience, which I found peace there. After a long time, after 32 years, let's say, after 12 years, which I knew, I mean, when I was 20 till 32, when I came to Germany, it was the very first time that I felt peace where I live. Regardless of the fact, the situation that I was in was really stressful itself. I was a student. I didn't have a job. I was just relying on the money that I brought with myself. It was COVID time. You know, uh, there wasn't too much job opportunities out there, and I, for the first time in my whole life, I was alone, like alone by my own self in a in a ten square meter room. So it was, it was weird. I mean, there were a lot of new things to me. There were a lot because because I I, I lived in Tehran with my parents there, uh, back there. So my university. W- My all my studies were in Tehran so I never lived outside of Tehran I went for the travel travels and things it was the very first time that I had to take care about everything and among all these uh, new things excitement and anxiety and stress but I found peace
0: it uh, was nice while it lasted you know and um, this peace what you like you said right what you found I'd say like this is something that comes to, uh, like the first thing would comes to you, right? But then there is something else. First part, and there is a second part, right? And after peace comes something different. And my question, my next question would be, uh, what was it different for you? I mean, what came after excitement?
1: So, yeah, as, as you mentioned, nothing lasts long. So you will get used to everything, including peace. So as you mentioned, the first part was, Quite excitement. I mean, even the fears was just, was just, you know, give me the feeling of excitement also, you know, because it was new and I achieved something big in my mind, so I made it. And after five, six months probably, it was real life then, getting back to real life and, and realizing that, oh, man, you already built a life in Iran. And you destroyed it brick by break. And you came here and you started below zero, not zero, below zero. And facing with this, uh, this understanding, this, this fact was real tough. Really, it was really tough. So for instance, so I, I was a software engineer back there and, uh, but Given the COVID period, so I had to work as a kind of a labor, which was every single second in that job. I had it; it was just one one day a week job. It wasn't just full day or something, but again, it was just like every second of that. I was I was asking my question: What the hell am I doing here? What is this? Which was which was quite. Uh, an important point in that period of time because it just, that that job just showed me that, okay, the past life is gone. And the new life needs new struggles more than I made it in my home country because here I am alone. I am all alone with myself. No support, nothing
0: but like most importantly you are alone with yourself with the new version of yourself because the last one like a previous one is gone it's gone it's not anymore with you right
1: yes but when i when i'm talking about support i'm not talking about financial support i'm talking about the, uh the spiritual support you know yeah i i talked to my family i talked to my friends and somehow like that but i wasn't among them anymore and basically usually you won't share your difficulties.
0: Well, you know, I feel like they still share your problems and they understand you, they feel you, they got a lot of compassion for you, but it's just they're like they, they're not inside anymore, they're outside, they're like listeners, they're like viewers, but not like real-time people around you, right? Exactly, exactly.
1: But, but again, getting back to that, so I realized that, okay, the, the past life is gone, and the new one, hey, you have to make it here. It's not something that, it, that this government or this society just gives you something that you deserve. You have to achieve it. And therefore, I just, I just kind of woke up from a like bubble dream and then started uh, planning, started a real plan to just how I can make the life that I want
0: so now you are in the mood of uh, back to the real life and a different, in a different place different country with different uh, culture in different society um, it's quite tough and it's winter it's winter outside uh, and winters in Germany oh man oh man guys if you haven't if you ever haven't if you have ever ever, ever oh damn if you haven't ever experienced winter in Germany you shouldn't just avoid it, escape from it, run away, run away. Um. But anyway, um, you still had an option to come back. Even though you destroyed break by break your connection with your home
1: in, in Iran, you could do it. Why did you decide to stay? Yeah, okay. So to be honest, something that I found here in this society is that here life is fair. What does it mean? It means that if you want something you plan it you try it you get it This is this is something that I realized here which I didn't have in my home country I didn't have it I always used to be a planning person I still have my planning since 2016 I still have all those excel files in my planning but there you started planning you started working on that after one year something happened everything everything was just blurred. you know blurred away goes away and you had no control on over your life but here i realized that oh man no okay wait 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 yeah here for instance i'm a software engineer so for a a dream of any software engineer would be just working in google for instance i was saying that you want to work on google it's google is here in munich it has an office here huh you can see the the positions posted in their website in the carrier site you can see the requirements you want it go for it go learn you know uh be prepared for that position apply for that right you will get it this was this was something that i realized and it just gives me too much hope and gives me too much motivation to to not to give up, you know, because as I've mentioned, yeah, I, I came here for experiencing this, this life here, but I didn't want to give it up. So so easily I wasn't a tourist here. I wanted to experience life here. Not being a tourist, just spending, spending time here for six months. And then after the vow factor just goes away, I just say, okay, let's let's say goodbye, getting back. No, I wanted to struggle, I wanted to try it. There. And then I and this fact helped me a lot.
0: But I I know you and I, uh, I know that there should be something else, not just you know this um, uh, fact of life as a fair uh, something and uh, this fair lifestyle. you're a poet you know you got uh, you got uh, you know a soul of a poet you know and there should be something what's what moves you know this uh, your soul right your poetry soul and it, It might be a love story, huh? It's a a love story. There should be a love story. And um, there is a love story. So I'd like to ask you about your love story. What's so special about that? What's something about that? What can you tell me about that?
1: So let me answer your question with a short introduction. The introduction is about how people usually treat with their life. So we people... Are a little bit strange in a way that we don't appreciate whatever we have, and we will realize that whenever we lose it. This is really strange. So, when you immigrate, then you will face this a lot. You will face this a lot in every aspect of your life because in your previous life, you had a lot of things, but back then, since you had them, you didn't notice them. You didn't appreciate them in a way that they were so precious things in your life. You did it, you did. You had them, but yeah, we don't appreciate it, uh, whatever we have. But since we lose them, especially when you immigrate, you feel this loneliness, you put everything you had behind, come here with, with one suitcase, then you start realizing one by one. For instance, something that was quite shocking for me was that how I missed my father. So I, my father and I had a normal relationship, father and son, so we didn't have a lot in common to discuss about or talk about. We didn't have that, that close relationship. It was normal. But, but I, I realized that I really miss to be in a room Where my father is in the same room. Just that, not talking to him, just feeling the presence of my father. I missed that too much. And it was really strange for me. So this is this introduction relates to my love story actually, because so back back in Iran, so I was in a in a relationship with Nilu, which is my wife now. So at that time, I remember that uh, I, yeah, at the time, I was a person who was against marriage. I, I didn't know why people should get married. This was me at the time. So we, we Nilu and I had, a, had a long discussions almost every day in the latest days that I wanted to come. That yeah, we I, I I had this quote that yeah, Nilo, we had a beautiful journey together. Our relationship was amazing. I enjoyed every second of every second of it spending time with you. But this is gonna be ended soon, and we're not gonna be in a relationship anymore. And we decided to to do that, you know, it, it was not something that I pushed her to you know, put, put her in that situation. But we talked about it a lot because I had this immigration plan for uh, two years. So she knew about it. And I was clear about, about my intention with her. So then uh, when I left the country, we said goodbye. We officially broke up. I mean, not broke up in that sense, but we ended up that relationship. And then I came to Germany. I came here, and as I've mentioned, the couple of first months was quite like uh, new things, excitement and all. There again, I realized what precious things I had, and I gave it up to be here. And this was something I couldn't get along with because I knew that, she was the one I was really open to her. I, I was myself with her, and this is this is really important to me not to be someone else and And I loved her too much. I cared about her too much. I respected her too much. Then I started just thinking to myself, and I, I never talked talked to her about that and to to any other play, other persons also. It was just like me just fighting, fighting, fighting. And then at the end, I, I said, oh, man, what the hell are we doing with your life? Then I started writing some poets. I mean, I, I did, I'm not a poet. I'm, I just started just writing my feelings. And as, as far as, you know, the, the, the more I go, then the more I realize that, oh, no, I cannot give it up. I shouldn't give it up. And I came to this point that if I give it up, I would regret it to hell. I knew it. I knew it with all my cells and body. So then uh, it was the point that I called her.
0: And uh, there is, there was no guarantee, right, right? that she would give, uh, you know, um, a positive sign, right, that she would agree on uh, talking to you, uh, not, not even, not even thinking about something, but just
1: talking to you, right, because you made the decision. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, and it was quite thing, but I just wanted to share with her that how I feel so we started talking and I remember I sent her a song is Iranian one and I can I can sing it here a little bit of that with uh, my bad voice anyway but it was just like oh Mehartarawne Sarmi Chisham to Resolfe And it's uh What is it about? It's about love. It says that you are my, my anxiety you are my anxiety, you are my peace. You are you are my up and down. You're
2: my devil, you're my angel, you're my heaven, you're my hell. You're my now, you're my forever, no, no. you're my freedom, you're my jail, you're my lies, you're my truth, you're my war, you're my truth, you're my questions, you're my proof, you're my stress and you're mama suits, mama say, mama say, mama my the sun.
1: And I cannot, I mean, you will add always something to my life. So I, 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 re, I remember I sent it to her and we started just talking and I told her that you have to be here with me and my life without you it's kind of incomplete and so those writing goes goes I mean I, I just just writing those my feelings and sent to her and she really likes that and um, so our, our official Plan was just like. Because we didn't know what to do. Because it was COVID. Every, uh, uh, all the embassies were closed. I was there. And even I couldn't go back to Iran. Because no flights was there. So it was a really uh, weird situation. Then I, I just proposed her. I just proposed her. And she was quite shocked. Because she knew that. I'm not a person who wanted to get married. She knew that. And. She was a little bit hesitated. I mean, not hesitated of being with me, but with this decision, kind of I I would imagine, I would imagine if I if I were her, because it, it might give this impression that this loneliness that I'm facing just, you know, uh put me in the situation that I want to get rid of that by by just doing something, you know, just getting out. This this fear of being lonely being lonely, lonely.
0: It's, it's like if this, you know, proposal, you know, uh, m- like potential marriage would save you from this loneliness what you faced in, uh, in, in Paso.
1: Yes, exactly. Just, just to get, get, get out of this situation of, of being lonely, you know, but it wasn't the case for me. So we talked, we talked a lot. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about uh, five, six hours a day. Eventually she said, yes. She said yes, and so uh, given the fact that the embassy were closed, so we didn't tell our families so far. But uh, you know, as, as far, you know, as soon as the embassy in Iran was opened, so I just booked a ticket, got, got back to Iran, and uh, I told families, and ev- everyone was shocked, and especially my families, <laughs> what, what, what's going on?" Because they didn't know about our relationship before that, you know. So anyway, we got married there and I got back. Uh, oh, those feelings. So it starts like that.
0: Was it that you gave a promise to your wife, uh, Nilu, back then that, okay, I'm, 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 I'm abroad, you in Iran and let's just start this long distance and then let's see and our best scenario would be that you would come to Germany, you would move to Germany and I'm waiting for you here. Or how was it? Because I just, you know, if I was, uh, if I was uh, on the, in the position of Nilo, just a guy who decided to end up the relationship, just out of nowhere, hey, how are you doing? I would be, uh, well, not pissed off,
1: but surprised. It's a little bit complicated. I mean, it, it got a little bit com- more complicated because the, the first promise was that, OK, we got married, we have all the documents, you can apply for a visa and you will come to Germany as soon as possible within a couple of months. So the, the first uh, promise was that, OK, we do whatever is required to for you to get to Germany as soon as possible. But as uh, there is a very famous poet in Iran, Hafez, he has a very nice part. He says that "Choesh uh, vali It happened to our life. So she applied for the visa in 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 three months, and then she got rejected. So it's in it's in April twenty one. It happened, and then we were just like, what? Why? Why What happened? I'm, It's a long, long story. I don't want to go into the details. But we realized that it happened because our marriage happened after I came to Germany. And I'm a student. That's why. So this was the point that was the most difficult part that we faced. So we either needed to stay for more one and a half year or I could finish my study as soon as possible and then and then I could apply for a blue card if I get a job here and then Nilo can join easily. And I do remember when I was, th- and it was just my second semester there. So when I was thinking one half year long distance again, I didn't see myself I could bear it. I could tolerate it. I couldn't see that. And then the 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 plan B was to finish the study. And how I am supposed to finish it in less than one year? And for her, it it was also difficult. I can imagine. I mean, I don't know how she was. She was uh, just experiencing. She was she was being through. But I could imagine this this would be too too difficult for her. But from my point of view, as as you talked about the promise, so my promise was to, I do whatever is required to bring you here by myself as soon as possible.
0: What she was feeling and what she was going through, we, uh, we could ask her. Because she is here. And it's like, you know, this moment on uh, those American TV shows when uh, a person who who wasn't expected, you know, showing up and in this kind of, you know, mood. uh, What's up, motherfuckers? Um, Well, without motherfuckers, but just what's up. Nilu is here. And I thought about how how should I introduce Nilu, you know, your wife? And it's just, you know, there is nothing more but just saying that um, the person who made it. You made it here, Hadi, you did your part, and she did her part in Tehran, uh, facing different struggles and and waiting for the moment and not giving up. The person who made it, Nilo. it's great to have you here, hi.
2: This is really emotional interview. I'm Nilo, and it's about one year I immigrated to Germany. Uh I was a software engineer in Iran, and uh I had twelve around twelve years experience and uh yeah, this is about love story uh definitely, I never imagined we can marriage married. I never believe this relationship um, can lead to marriage uh I was thinking it's a temporary relationship, and I should. Enjoyed. Uh, I think it was four smon- four months we were in a relationship and then he had to immigrate to Germany yeah we as he mentioned we ended up and um, after immigration he asked me uh, we should be together and uh, you should go to in germany as a student and continue your uh, education but uh, it doesn't work for me i don't i didn't want to immigrate to germany as a student but i i knew it i love him and i want to share my life with him i just knew it uh, and uh, um, suddenly we found that we are in the long distance relationship and it was really complicated and it was so difficult um, because you need to spend too much time together and it requires commitment and there are there are two important things, hug, kissing, intimacy, but uh, we didn't have it.
1: And can, I, can I add something? Can I add something? Yeah, Sorry interruption. Sure. So, yeah, when it comes to this long-distance relationship, I would say, so we we usually spend more than five hours a day talking by the phone. And we try to explain all the routine, all the routines that we've been through, and everything, everything we shared, but it was nothing. I mean, thousands of words cannot just do just like one touch. You know what I mean? So in, at, at some point of time, I could realize that we are in a relationship, but we're not. We're not a couple. We are just two person who talks. We did a lot of things together. We did a we did a lot of things together, via the via phone, Skype call, and things like that. But, but we weren't a couple. That was really really difficult part, and uh, so so that I I knew some some fact that if we don't see each other so often, we will lose our relationship. I knew it from my heart. So that's why, uh, with all the difficulties, I mean financially specifically. So almost every three to four months, I got back to Iran for a couple of weeks, in order to just just make sure that this we won't lose it. Otherwise, I knew it. I knew it that it wouldn't it wouldn't happen. You know, so being in a long distance relationship. Oh oh. I don't know how, how we tolerate it really.
0: At this point, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, did you really believe that it was going to happen, that you were going to make it? Cause you know, um, sometimes you have this inner thing, feeling, which tells you, yes, you'll make it just wait some time, go, go through this and um, just like survive. And then at the end, you'll see, uh, you'll face beauty. It will pay off. Did you believe did you have this feeling that yeah it will pay
1: me off? Mm, yes, I did. I mean, let's say I want it to happen it's I think it's one level uh, above that believing in that I wanted it to happen. It was my decision, and I respected my decision, and I wanted it to happen I mean it's more than believe that, so I mean that's why I'm telling you that this long distance after 4 months 3 months 4 months i could see that how tensions just goes you know arises a lot and how we cannot understand each other how we are so emotional how we are sensible and i knew that it's just because of the long distance and that's why we we both just put a lot of effort into that to make it happen it's n- it's not random it's not it's not luck we did it I believe that. We did it because we tried a lot. We sacrificed a lot, man. And you can, you can also approve it that within the two years that I live in Germany, I did nothing. I mean, usually the, the things that the student does, the student do, you know, partying, going around, just like crazy things. Just doing student things. I didn't do none of them. But I just mainly focused on this goal. And this, this was the only goal I had. Both had, you know. That's why it happened.
0: I just want to get back to you, Nilu, and ask you the question about, you know, um, so, okay, that sounds great. And if you make it, we'll be the happiest people in, on, on, on earth. But at the same time, there is a practical side of this, you know, new life. Meaning that if you move to Germany, you have to accept the new reality and the new society and you as a part of the society which is a different something right uh, from how it's in iran uh, what do you think about you know this uh, new life of this immigrational uh, aspect of happiness let's say with Hadi.
2: i didn't have any um, imagine about living abroad and uh, leaving your family, your friends. And uh, I heard a lot of negative um, attitude about immigration, especially in Germany. And I decreased my expectation about living here. But uh, the good point was uh, about I want, I can live with my husband, with my love. At first, uh, I surprised and everything uh goes very well. Uh, I really like Europe. It is a, a, and Germany, it is a peaceful country and you can focus on yourself and you don't feel pressure about financial problems, about political problems. Nothing disturbs you. You can mm, just have your dream life here but you don't have unfortunately you don't have your family your friends but after some months i realized i uh, i'm not that nilu in iran they are so different because i had my job in iran and uh, i um, could uh, speak with my friends my um, customer in job my uh, colleagues in person and i had a uh, good communication with uh, other people and uh, but here um, the lang- i think the language is uh, the most important and challenging issue here i should uh, be fluent in english and in deutsch you know and in uh, All job description, they mention uh, you should be fluent in, most of them, in Deutsch. And after one year, I couldn't find my job here. And it annoys me a lot. I think I lose my confidence. and And it takes time to come back my old version.
0: It's been quite an emotional interview and we're gradually coming to the end and in this last take i'd like to ask you the following question so um there is a sentence which says once Erasmus you always Erasmus and i heard the, like the sentence in Paso because Paso is a huge Erasmus city with uh, a lot of students from all over the world you know coming to Paso and just spending their either one or two semesters and then going back home but I think that this sentence can be also referred to us. Once a foreigner, you're always a foreigner. Once an immigrant, you are always an immigrant. I just, you know, so it, your journey started three years ago, Hardy, and uh, now it's been three years since you're in Germany, and uh, you know, uh, you've know, you been through a lot of things, right? Um, maybe it's not a question, an advice. Um, what would you say? about this journey so far?
1: Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, I haven't heard that quote, but it's damn true. So what I mean is that, uh, yes, exactly. Once you're an immigrant, you're always an immigrant. So I want to start off by referring to my first first, uh, answer to what was my motivation. So my motivation was kind of experiencing this phenomenon life in other places. How other places in other country with other language with other culture deal with this same fact life? Yeah. And I was thinking, if I don't like it, I will get back to my home country. If I like it, I'll stay there. Yeah. But it's not like that. This was this was uh
0: um it's 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 like a trick that your brain plays with you right
1: yes exactly exactly it's just like it's not like you experience something and you don't like it you don't you revert it there is no undo button in this process there is no what I mean is that now I am stuck in the middle I cannot get back to my home country completely without any regret And I cannot leave here as an immigrant completely without any regrets. There always be a cost. So we are stuck. Immigrants are stuck completely. So sometimes when I think about the costs that we made to be here, so it's huge. It's huge. And it's not something that one can estimate it, not just understanding, just estimate it in the first place when he thinks about immigration. And for me, this cost is is mainly my, my identity. My identity. I don't have it here completely. It's another identity I have it here. I built another identity here, which is an immigrant who speaks English, who is an engineer, who, who is Iranian, yeah, but not German, but not European, and, and yeah, I don't have my identity here. This is the first. The second thing is that I don't have my family, and my family is also a big part of my identity. Yes, I can talk to them like every day, but I I'm not in their lives anymore. I'm not in their difficulties anymore. I, I cannot touch them anymore. And I have a big fear every single day that what and this will happen. I mean, this is the fact. We're, this is life. So what if my my parents, one of my parents, my sisters, my brothers, just suddenly passed away and and I live here, and I haven't seen them for years, for months. And it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, this feeling is horrible of, of losing people that you care about. This is a big cost. And since you are in your home country, you're just planning for getting out to, to start a new journey. You never think about it. It's It's never passed through your mind. Even you read it about it something, or or even you hear this conversation now, but probably you would think that, yeah, it would be different for me. But there's no differences. This is the fact, and this is the cost. And something else I can conclude these first two parts is that you don't root here. It's just like it just reminds me of the Leon the Professional movie when. The Matilda was just telling Leon that why you just carrying this uh, this pot of plants. The Matilda was the girl who told Leon that you you why you just carrying this this pot of plants and you have to just plant it somewhere to get roots. And that's true. In our home country, we have roots. Still, we have roots, even after ten years, fifteen years. 20 years, we get back there, we will have our roots. Not fresh, but still there. But I would imagine, I don't know, I haven't experienced that yet, but I, I would imagine that in 10 years, again, I won't root here. So this is another thing. It it, some, it sounds like you'll, you're a plant, a good plant, a a precious plant, maybe a beautiful one, but you live in a pot. And you will never be a tree because you cannot root. I mean, I mean, personally, I mean spiritually, you know. So here you are always a beautiful pot plant. So these are the things that I, comes to my mind from my perspective. That these are the really costs of immigration, however, on the other side, yeah there are it, it's just like two side coins, you know so on the on the other hand, there are some some good specs, so first of all, you feel yourself lonely, completely lonely, and then you have to take responsibility of your life hundred percent without relying on somebody else. This is you. This is your life. Whatever you want to do, do it. It's hurtful. Yeah. It has some pain. Yes. But but through the pain, we grow. So I would say in the last three years, I grow too much from my, my perspective because I've been through a lot of pains. And after each pain, of course, there are some comfort. There are some pleasure. There are some joys. So you see yourself that you came here with the suitcase. You started with, I mean, you started from minus zero, you struggled a lot. And then after three years, you stabilized, you established, you, you settled down, and you kind of achieved whatever you were, you were thinking three years ago of, as a goal, you know, as, 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 a, as, a, as a dream kind of things. Yes, of course, you will achieve that. For instance, here, yeah, man, there are a lot of things that I couldn't have experienced if, if, I, if I stayed in Iran. I couldn't have just having this much of traveling, experiencing this, the, the different places of the world, experiencing having this kind of friendship with you, for instance, Vlad, and the other friends that they have here with other cultures. So, I mean, there are a lot of development in this process, definitely. Definitely. So what I want to say is not to suppressing and saying bad things about immigration, and also not to make it a big deal. Yeah, this is a heaven. No, it's not a heaven. It's life. Exactly, it's life. But it's a little bit more radical life. Because your home country, if you struggle with a lot of things just like us in Iran, Still, you have your connections, you have your roots, you have your family. there are a lot of supports you can get or or maybe I mean every people in the society just suffer from the same thing that that makes you feel a little bit more you know comfortable a little bit, yeah, but here you don't have you don't have them, and you have to do develop it so I would say it's something that. If I get back to three years ago with this experience now, I would do it again. I would do it again because, uh, yes, this is true. It's not something that I can put the undo button to get back to that, to to delete all these experiences. But all these experiences are, real, are really precious to me. These are really precious to me. I mean, the point of this this interview, I think, for, for those people who, 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 are, who are probably listening, from my, my points of view is that It's not going to heaven. It's not going to a dreamland. It's not a Disneyland. It's real life. You've been going through a lot of things, a lot of things that you've never imagined. You will cost a lot that you don't know it yet. And all those pains will pay you off in some precious experience and precious feeling also. So it's... It's balanced at the end of the road.
0: Um, yeah, it's 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 like you know this uh, beautiful pain, sort of beautiful pain that um, that through the pain you see uh, beauty, and you have it and you get experience, and you and, and pain is in this uh, in this situation is a currency, right? But um, Nilo, I is there anything that you'd like to add to the uh, speech of Hardy?
2: Immigration is a good experience and i'm happy to experience it but yeah as you mentioned it's a beautiful pain you never to return those days in iran and uh, sometimes it's difficult uh, different culture different language uh, maybe it takes time to be a part of this country. But until now, we did it. Um, and I'm happy I'm here, especially in Germany. I really like Germany. And about long-distance relationship, I just have advice. Please, um, because there are a lot of negative Um, thoughts about long distance relationship and uh, I think most of the people believe it doesn't work um, but you shouldn't listen to them and you should be patient a lot and uh, the most important important things is uh, just speak speak about everything about the problems, about challenges and issues.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, if you want my point of view in that long-distance relationship. So I, I do remember I, I was reading one statistic that uh, 93% of the long-distance relationship failed either in the long-distance relationship or after they the reunion. I read that the statistic, and it was really frightening me. But I, I can say, if a long distance relationship has to work, you are the one who just uh, you know have to make it work. No one else. And the communication is a key part in this process talking about every single emotion for instance when when two people are, are are with each other so a lot of a lot of communications is is done through the body about the body languages through the touching through through everything to being with each other but in the long distance relationship relationship the only tools that we have is just talking and it gets worse whenever in, in this situation that we had, someone living in another country, someone in another country. And for instance, Nilou had no idea about what I've, I am facing here. Yeah, he didn't have any clue. He knew it, but I mean, she knew it, but she doesn't uh, fully grasp it, you know. So it's, it's difficult to, to convey. So it's really important to be patient and to just talk. Talk, 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 talk and respect. And respect. And respect.
0: It was winter 21. January. Cold and snowy. Back then I remember listening to the song by Kanye West, Coldest Winter. Where there is a line. Memories made in the coldest winter. And it is true. One of the biggest memories I made was getting to know Hadi. I was living in the first floor, or how Germans call it, zero floor, with a kind of lawn outside. And I went out for a smoke. Being in a breakdown mood with no map or sense where to go or what to do. Completely adrift. And I met Hadi smoking a cigarette like 10 meters away from me. My first question was, do you have anything to drink? And that's how our friendship had started. I'm not saying that all the immigrants, all of you should meet Hardy. And neither I ask you for a drink. My third glass of gin tonic already empty and it feels like the show must go on. But before I say goodbye, there is something I'd like to address to you. It's not a happy end story. In all terms, finances, long distance, immigration, because their lives will move on and they will face different struggles on their road. But it's a story about keep living, cause you gotta keep living, no matter what. There is a show called BoJack Horseman and there is a line, one of my favorite actually. One character goes, life is a bitch and then you die. And the other character goes, sometimes, sometimes life is a bitch and then you keep living. I'm asking you for keep living and keep listening to my podcast really appreciate your sharing caring liking and subscribing have a good one and see you soon